Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. I attended. I grew up here as well. I, I, I attended Parkway Schools, okay. Carrie Hazelwood Schools. Yes, indeed. And I say the well. Let me ask you, Carrie Davis, uh, the word C R A Y O N. That would be a crayon. I say it crayon too. Yeah, that's how it's spelled. Yeah, uh, crayon. Uh, Brooke, you're from Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee. Yeah, how, how do you how do you say that word? You guys are trying to get people to call me like a country <laughs> well, you're, bumpkin. You're not the only one because because uh, Mike, Mike Ryder, Ryder, Mike Ryder is also. But, but he's definitely too. a country. Bumpkin. I say I say it just like you guys. Crayon. <laughs> no, you crayon. Don't. Crayon. <laughs> <laughs> Your head turns when you say it. Crayon. Say, say how you used to say it when you were in grade school. Crown. Crown. <laughs> Okay, that's the wrong same that. thing you but, put but on no, your head. But no, look, I'm just like king. I'm just like you guys. I say crayon, like you guys. Crayon. Jeremy Rutherford. How do you say it, brother? Brooke, how many syllables is that? It's kind of like you made it just one. Just one. Mike Ryder is, is a crown guy. Brad Barnes, our good friend, says crown. Matthew, I say I actually say crayon. Crane? Yeah, crane. crane. Like, crane. A, like, like a crane? Like a crane? No, like a crane. Like a crayon. So now we got three pronunciations oh for this word. You guys heard that? Like, it's it's like crayon, but it's just it's kind of like saying someone else said it's called a crayon as well. It's kind of like crane. saying caramel instead of caramel. It's you're you're mashing a couple of the syllables together. It's just crayon. That's strange. Mm. Not, going, not going there. <laughs> so, Jared, how you doing this morning, man? One game left in the season. Yeah, it's definitely crayon. And you know how you determine whether it, you know how you determine whether you say the word correctly. Here's how I always looked at it. You watch the nightly news, and I think when you watch the nightly news, you listen to Lester Holt. You mm-hmm. think he would say cr- crane? No, yes. he'd say well, crayon. There you go. Crayon. They, they are clearly smarter than me, and I I agree with you. I'm going to watch the people on TV, Lester Holt being one of them that says it the proper way. <laughs> Oh, Brookie, Brookie. <laughs> <laughs> Look, JR, you know I have worked really hard to get rid of any sort of accent whatsoever. I worked really, really hard. In Nashville, when I bartended, I would listen to people who came in from the Midwest, and I would repeat words back yes. to them. So I I beat the odds, but there's certain words. <laughs> there's certain words that trip me up sometimes. That's fair. No. No, that's fair. That's fair. You have done a great job, and you still got a number one fan out here in my son Eli. He was listening to the app this morning. And, there we and go. Heard you. He said, "That's Brooke. That's Brooke." So you still yes, got yes, yes. Yeah, Tell Eli I said hi. Play that one more time, sir. There we go. Oh, sounds God. sounds Damn. right to me. Jr. I, I had an issue when I got to college because my St. Louis accent was extremely heavy. So I had the older guys. They were like, "Hey, what are you sitting in? What? It's a chur." And they were like, well, what is that on your head? It's her. They just <laughs> fell out. I, I never knew that from St. Louis we had this accent. And it was it was, it was was hilarious to people from Chicago <laughs> that I spoke in such a way. They, 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 they could not believe that we all talked that way and, and they made fun of me. And I didn't know why they were laughing. I was thought it was some rookie hazing going on.
I was going to say that better be the, the players from Chicago and not Champaign-Urbana because I spent four years covering the Illini. Yeah. And uh, there's definitely uh, – they shouldn't be talking about the St. Louis. No, Act. not at all. <laughs> all right. Uh, JR, you have a piece up at The Athletic. 12 things we learned about the Blues down the stretch. Leadership, offensive, uptick, and more. As you write the headline for the 2022-2023 Blues, what does it say? Yeah, it's got to be that uh, this was a year that, that no one saw coming. And I think that you can look at it now and look back and say, well, what do you mean here? Look at the defense. Look at uh, some of the players uh, like a David Perron that they let go. You could have seen this coming. I don't think so. I think uh, I remember somebody was talking about this a couple of days ago, Randy. You look back at those first three games of the season, the Blues were dominant. That 2 nothing win over Edmonton, and three games doesn't a season make. I get that. But I remember after the third game talking to uh, Doug Armstrong, and I said, hey, Doug, can we do a piece? Can I talk to you? Can we do an interview? And, and, and we'll talk about how well you're playing. And this is how smart the guy is. He texts back. I look at my phone. I'm excited that we're going to sit down and do an interview. And he says, too early. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, after, uh, after a couple of those uh, losses, I remember he, uh, he walked past in the hallway, and he said, boy, am I glad we didn't do that piece. And, and so uh, – <laughs> So things just kind of fell apart. And, uh, Randy, when you look at uh, the biggest thing, I mean, we can talk all day long about the the defensive play. It just hasn't been good. That includes the forwards, too. But this penalty kill is just absolutely atrocious. You're talking three for 30 in the last nine games, 43%. I've never seen anything like it. Like, there's a lot of things to fix this offseason, and that is right there at the top of the list. Well, and Jeremy, you talked to these guys and the coaching staff is there anything that they can pinpoint or you can pinpoint as to what is going on exactly? Because even J.K. mentioned that earlier, is that when you have a really good special teams, and we saw that last season with the Blues, you're typically doing well and finished with a lot more points than this. Well, that's the biggest thing. And we talk about my colleague at The Athletic, Dom, and you know he had him down for, what, 92, 93 points at this season, and, and uh, everybody was up in arms. And part of the reason he, he wrote that was because that some of the deficiencies last year were covered up by outstanding special teams. And you're talking about a power play that was number two, and you're talking about a penalty kill that was number five. It covers up a lot. And uh, this year you had a lot of those same deficiencies, if not more, but you didn't have the special teams to cover it up. So, you know, I think if you look at this uh, power play and and penalty kill, and they're both, you know, in in the last bottom 10 of the NHL right now rankings, you know, if they were in the top 10, top 12, top 15, maybe you're a wild card team. I think that's as big of a difference as it can make. You know, what do you do now? I think they just need to hit the reset button. You need an off season. You need to figure out, you know, what's going to go on with the coaching staff, who's coming back, what's going to be the scheme next year, who's going to be the personnel. Like, I don't think you can two weeks ago all of a sudden come up with, uh, here's what we need to do on the penalty kill, and this is what's going to work. We've seen with a lot of tweaks, a lot of change in personnel, uh, even last night, give up three more. So it's pretty dreadful, and they're going to have to do something to figure it out. All right, JR, I'm going to make you a Blues GM for a day, and you're going to tell me right. what they're going to do. What are you going to do uh, when this offseason ends, and how are you going to make this team better? Well, I think I'm going to work on that this afternoon, actually. Offseason priorities that should post uh, shortly after the game tonight or at the latest tomorrow morning. And as I sit here and think about it, that's what I try to do drive around, run some errands, do some things, you know, think about what are those offseason priorities because there's a lot of them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but with uh, with the salary cap where it's at, with the contracts that they have, it's going to be difficult. We can sit here all day long and say trade one of those top four defensemen, trade two of them, but are there 
teams out there that want to take them on. And then don't forget that a couple of these players have no trade clauses. So if that's like a number one priority, trade one of those guys, how do you make that work? How does Doug Armstrong do that? I think that's going to be, that's going to be tough. Number two, I kind of touched on what's going to happen with the coaching staff. I'm never going to sit here and, and, and say that uh, and pine that uh, the Blues need to make a change. But I think if they believe in, in Craig Berube, and they do, uh, they want to move forward with Craig Berube, they need to find out what's going on in some of these areas, like the defense, like the penalty kill, like the power play, and, and find out what they need to do. Uh, do they need to keep the coaches and bring in some different personnel? Okay, how do you do that? So to me, when we sit here and talk about this team and what went wrong and, and how can they fix it, these are hard, hard fixes. Uh, they're possible, but uh, the Blues, Doug Armstrong, they just have to sit down and put their minds to it. And, Jr. the Blues, unfortunately, are dealing with reality now. The last 10 Stanley Cups, you've got Blackhawks, Kings, Blackhawks, Penguins, Penguins, Caps, Blues, Lightning, Lightning, Colorado. Of the last 10 Stanley Cup champions, six of those years are not in the playoffs this year. There are windows of opportunity in the National Hockey League. Pittsburgh sees a 16-year playoff streak go by the boards this year, but it, it's really hard to sustain, and the key now, I think, is like Army talked about when he made the trades. You, you want to bounce back quickly like the Kings have. Yeah, 16 years uh, for Pittsburgh. Uh, you look at that situation, and they're calling for Ron Hextall's job, and I think a lot of those situations, uh, there is a small window. Uh, those teams that you mentioned, Randy, capitalize on it, and then they have maybe even some more success after they win the Stanley Cup, like uh, the Washington Capitals did, You know, like, of course, like Pittsburgh did. Uh, but then you get to a point where it just runs out for whatever reason, and oftentimes changes are made. And that's not the situation in St. Louis. You know, Doug Armstrong's not going anywhere, nor should he. Uh, Craig Bruby, same thing. So this is going to have to come within the personnel, and, and those typically aren't quick fixes. So uh, you're right. You look back at that list of Stanley Cup winners, and a lot of those teams are on the outside uh, looking in. New blood, new players. Uh, some of these teams capitalize on the draft lottery. Uh, they take a couple years to, to build, and, and a lot of these teams that you see in the playoffs right now uh, have done that very successfully. Well, and I asked J.K. about this earlier, but another one of the big changes that we've seen this season is the leadership in the locker room for the Blues. You have the exit of a longtime veteran in Vladimir Tarasenko, and then you have the exit of Ryan O'Reilly as well, your captain, and you don't have a guy that's a captain currently. What do you think that that did to this team this season to lose that kind of veteran leadership, and who do you see wearing the C moving forward? Yeah, Brooke, I think that it did have an impact, uh, certainly when they lost a couple of those guys. But I think at that point, you know, everybody knew that the season uh, was a goner and that uh, they were going to have a lot of change. And so I think it was kind of expected. So I, I think that, you know, previous years, uh, you lose an Alex Petrangelo or even this year going into it when you lost David Perron, that probably has more of a shock value than getting to the trade deadline and losing a guy like Tarasenko and O'Reilly. Um, you know, to their credit, like I wrote in a piece that Randy touched on, I think that Braden Shin and Justin Falk did a tremendous job, just a tremendous job, just really took it and uh, kept this thing on the right track down the final 20, 25 games. And I'm not one who sits there and say, hey, they've created an identity in this last five. This is how they're going to play the start of next year. You know, this, this is great. Uh, the retool is going to be suddenly super fast. Nothing like that, but I think that what Shen and, and Falk did is just grabbed a hold of it, and I think these are the two of the biggest leaders on this team. As far as the captain, you know, I've, I've been saying for weeks and months that uh, Shen, it just comes down to 
do the Blues feel Braden Chen can be a leader without wearing a seat? Do they put it on Robert Thomas now because he's likely going to be the captain down the road and get that started sooner than later? So to me, my guess would be Shen, uh, but I could, under, uh, I could understand the other line of thinking too. JR, as always, great stuff, and we'll have our eyes open for that piece that comes out after tonight's game. Had a great season with you, and of course, we'll stick with you throughout the course of the offseason as well for all of the Blues moves and machinations as they go through this offseason. Thanks so much for the time. Yeah, sounds good. Before I type the story into my computer, I'm going to write it down with some crayons. And, oh, uh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. My crayons. <laughs> yeah, Thanks, Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy Rutherford, our Blues insider from The Athletic on 101 ESPN.